What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Big Ten Takeover. I am your host, Donovan White, continuing the bowl coverage and previews and predictions for all of the Big Ten bowl games. And we've got a little bit of a lopsided one today, going a little bit out of order. This one's coming to you on January 2nd at 1 p.m., one of the first games of the new year. And that is Purdue versus LSU in the Citrus Bowl in Orlando, Florida. We'll get into all that. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the Takeover Sports Network on YouTube. Go follow us and subscribe for everything up to date on college football, NFL, and every other sport you can think of when that time comes on college basketball now as well. And go follow us on Twitter at Takeover Pods and at Big Ten Takeover on Twitter as well. So, again, Citrus Bowl, Purdue versus LSU. This line has gone through the roof since it opened up. I don't even remember what it opened up as. I want to say like eight and a half, nine. It is now up to LSU minus 15 over under set at 56. And folks, I'm not going to lie to you. I love big 10 football. Uh, I watched as much as I could of it during the season. When I was making the graphic for this episode, I was like, okay, I'll put on, you know, uh, Jaden Daniels. I'll put on uh, Keishon Boutte. I'll put on Charlie Jones, Aiden O'Connell. And then as I was doing my notes and some stats research, I started to get into the list of everyone that has opted out for Purdue. And it's not pretty. It's really not pretty. We'll get into all the details there. Um, some key storylines from this game. Obviously, one of the first games of the new year. Um, it's one that is lopsided, like we've talked about. Uh, head coach Jeff Brom left Purdue to take the job at Louisville. New head coach, uh, defensive coordinator from Illinois, Ryan Walters, will be in. I think that brings an interesting element to Purdue. I think Purdue's had a good defense uh, this year, a, a solid defense this year. I'm interested to see what he can bring over for Illinois in terms of scheme, maybe some transfer portal additions. I don't I don't know how much that will play a factor too, but scheme especially to kind of change this style of team that Purdue might be. I'd be interested to see that. We'll do some videos there. Good news uh, for both teams, however. Um, LSU specifically gets a huge one, huge two back. Jaden Daniels announced he was coming back for the 2023 season for next year, next fall. And then Keishon Boutte is also coming back for the 2023 season. Two guys that are uh, – one guy in, in Keishon Boutte that uh, is probably a, a bona fide first-round pick in 2023, um, depending on who you kind of got in that early, early you know, 2024 NFL draft a year uh, or so from now. And then Jaden Daniels should be on everybody's – Heisman preseason list for 2023. They're way, way too early Heisman trophy watch for 2023. We'll get into their stats a little bit. For Purdue, though, uh, it was announced just today, uh, which and today is uh, Monday, December 26th. Video will come out tomorrow on Tuesday, December 27th. But announced today that Hudson Card, former four-star quarterback, um, and, now, and who was at Texas for a little while and had some action in place for injured Quinn Ewers this season, is transferred Purdue. I love that match for Purdue. And Hudson Card, I think he keeps him in uh, Big Ten West contention. Again, we'll talk about maybe if Austin Burton, the quarterback, who's going to step up and replace Aiden O'Connell in this game, if he plays well, what that kind of means for Hudson Card. But um, another big storyline, Drew Brees is assisting with the quarterbacks and is a coach now on Purdue's team um, and really prepping Austin Burton to start for this game. He started against Ford Atlantic, played well in that game. We'll go through his stats, but um, obviously it's not bad to have one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time uh, NFL and obviously Big Ten, arguably the greatest Big Ten quarterback of all time, next to Tom Brady, uh, of course, helping out with that effort for the quarterback. So when we look at the bad news for these two teams, there's a little bit of both for both of them. Let me get with LSU first because there's still a slew where it doesn't help. Uh, three defensive linemen, three starting defensive linemen 
are opted out for this game. Defensive end B.J. Ojolari, five sacks, 56 tackles. Defensive end Ali Gay, two sacks, 37 tackles. And then defense tackle Jacqueline Roy with 50 tackles. So they lose a uh, the majority of that defensive front, which does not help them. Um, but when we look at Purdue's opt-outs, that's where things get a little scary for Purdue, uh, get real scary for Purdue. You look, and, and I was wondering, I, I, again, I hadn't been tracking a whole lot of this game. I'd seen some news on Purdue. I hadn't been tracking a whole lot of it, and then I was wondering, why is the line going up and up and up for LSU, and this is why. Uh, Aiden O'Connell has announced that he is out. Um, he is not playing this bowl game. He did recently lose his brother um, about a month or so ago, maybe a little less, and I think a lot of that is to kind of deal with the, the raw emotion of it and credit to him for admitting that he needs some time off and whether it is to train for the NFL or not get hurt, he probably needs to be home with his family a little bit. So don't blame him at all there, but it's a massive loss for Purdue wide receiver stud wide receiver, Charlie Jones, who had nearly 1400 yards this year is also out tight end Payne Durham, who will play in the NFL in my opinion for a long time, along with Charlie Jones uh, is out. So their two leading receivers are out on offense. Um, and then their quarterback, obviously, the the driving force behind their successful offense this year are out. And then on defense, linebacker Jalen Graham, who I think, and if you've heard Josh Taylor talk about him, uh, Jalen Graham has a really high potential in the NFL. He's an athletic kid. He's a rangy linebacker, excited about his future in the NFL. He is not playing this game. And then cornerback Corey Trice, who's also got a bright future at the next level, is not playing. So you lose the majority of your production. Uh, and the key driving force uh, and on your offensive production side in your quarterback, Aiden O'Connell, out. Charlie Jones, out. Payne Durham, out. And then two key players, probably your two best players on defense, uh, are out in Jalen Graham and Corey Trice. That hurts a lot. Um, it obviously adds some wrinkles and some issues in the defense going up against a high-powered offense like LSU's. And then it adds some serious issues when it comes to your offense side of the ball. Let's get into the numbers. And folks, this is a little, it, it's a little different. These numbers could go down just performance wise based off who is not playing and who's opting out for Purdue. When they have the ball, they are 50th in total offense. It's tough because those numbers are skewed by the passing offense, right? Pat, they have the 17th ranked passing offense in the country. It'll now be led by Austin Burton. Like I said, had a good showing against Ford Atlantic when he started that game, three touchdowns in that lone start. Um, and then wide receiver TJ Sheffield, it'll be a big, Factor 424 yards, three touchdowns on the season for him. That's that 17th passing offense in the country. I expect that number, that average, whatever number driving passing yards per game, touchdowns per game through the air to go down for this game. Um, even if they win, to go down for this game because you're missing Aiden O'Connell and one of the best wide receiver tight end duos, for, quite frankly, in the country. Um, and then they're 104th in rushing offense. They're led by Devin Maccabee, a freshman walk-on. I absolutely love that. I, I I think I heard he was a walk-on. Didn't know he was a freshman. A true freshman walk-on. Steps in 920 yards rushing, nine touchdowns on the ground, and 250 yards receiving. Love the kid. Love the story as a former walk-on myself. I absolutely love it. And I think I already announced, or I already heard that they announced he's getting a scholarship. So from one walk-on to a scholarship player from another, congratulations to David Mockby for getting that scholarship, if what I heard was correct. Um, and then Purdue is 53rd in sacks allowed. Um, so they do a decent job of protecting the quarterback. A lot of that pro honestly probably comes from experience of Aiden O'Connell being able to sling it out quick and not taking some of those unneeded sacks. But we will see how that factors in. When LSU was on defense going up against that Purdue offense, they're led by linebacker Harold, Harold Perkins, who has seven and a half sacks, sacks, 70 tackles, and is a true freshman, folks. 
just as crazy as David Mockaby, true freshman with almost eight sacks and 70 tackles. And then linebacker uh, Micah Bakersfield uh, has 83 tackles um, and one sack as well. So those two are kind of leading that defense. LSU is 50th uh, in total defense, 72nd in rushing defense, 40, 40th in passing yards allowed, 88th in sacks. They don't get home to the quarterback that often. Um, they they do a, a slightly bizarre of a job of stopping the run. Again, they had to play teams like Georgia, had to play teams like Alabama. They won against Alabama, but had to play teams like Georgia and Alabama who have some players on offense that can skew those numbers. Uh, I, I think the losses of Ojolari and Ali Gay and, and, and their other defensive tackle, Roy, could factor in to this. I think it will factor into this, depending on if Purdue's offensive line can get into game that quick. Um, we will see. The, the real kind of firepower for LSU is on offense. They're 29th the total offense, um, and I think some of these numbers don't show how good they are on offense. And LSU fans, I think you'd agree with me. Jaden Daniels is an absolute monster. I loved the addition when he announced he was going to transfer to LSU. I think it took a little bit to, to finally start to really accelerate, and when it did, man, did it take off like a rocket ship. Uh, and him coming back next year is massive. He should be in everyone's preseason Heisman Trophy award winner or finalist um, in the preseason list. They're 29th in total offense, 45th in rushing offense. Jay Daniels is their leading rusher. Uh, he's got 818 yards, 11 touchdowns on the ground. They've got running back Josh Williams and then former Penn State running back Noah Kane, who have 14 touchdowns combined. So Jay Daniels has obviously has that ability with his legs. He's near 1,000 yards rushing on the ground and near 3,000 yards passing uh, through the air. So he's been an absolute stud. They're 37th passing offense, again, led by him. He's 2,800 yards. He's efficient, 68% completion rate, 16 touchdowns, only three interceptions. Uh, he's got a good wide receiver core, too. Kayshawn Boutte, obviously one of the best shooters in the country. The numbers don't back it up as much here, 538 yards. I'm not too sure if he's been hurt. Look through his stats, seems as though he played every game. He might have left some of those games. Uh, 538 yards, two touchdowns. Malik Neighbors with uh, 854 yards, two touchdowns. And then the Phenom tight end and Mason Taylor with 328 yards, two touchdowns. So they got a high-powered offense. The area that they struggle, however, is their 122nd sacks allowed. Now, I don't know if, a, if that's a factor of the offensive line being that bad. Injuries occurring. Jane Daniels maybe uh, trying to force something with his legs and running into a sack or coverage sack. And they play a lot of good defense in the SEC. Some of those coverage sacks might come along. That's where uh, guys like Jack Sullivan, um, guys like Lawrence Johnson, Branson Dean for Purdue are going to have to get home, especially with Jalen Graham not playing in this game. For Purdue's defense, the numbers, 39th in total defense. So Purdue's got a really solid defense as well, following the tradition of Big Ten West defenses being really good at Big Ten defenses in general. 43rd in rush defense, some of those names I mentioned, Jack Sullivan at defensive end, uh, Lawrence Johnson at tackle, Branson Dean at defense tackle. They all lead the charge. They're all also entering the transfer portal, but playing in this game one last time for Purdue for all indications. I know I saw that for Jack Sullivan. He announced it himself, and then I saw um, the other two. There's a report that they are in the portal, but they will play. Um, and then their 48th in passing yards allowed. Again, going to take a hit with Jalen Graham because Jalen Graham is a, is a nice hybrid linebacker that can cover a guy like Mason Taylor um, at tight end. Don't know, if he, don't know if he could have covered some of those wide receivers, but he certainly could have covered Mason Taylor. That's not an option. Corey Trice, now not an option, going up against some of these good receivers for LSU. I expect that number to drop. And then about middle of the pack, 66 in sacks. And I don't think they've played a quarterback um, this year that has the rushing ability like Jaden Daniels. I know they've played um, some good quarterbacks throughout the year. 
but I don't think they've played a quarterback just like Jane Daniels. J.J. McCarthy has that running ability, but uh, he doesn't have a thousand yards rushing uh, or damn near that like Jaden Daniels does. So they'll need to get home. It's not going to be easy if receivers are running wild with Corey Trice out with Jalen Graham out with tight end streak across the middle if the run game goes well. But listen, this game, it's tough because I, I, I've, I've seen this a lot where people always ask, are bowl games a good measuring stick for conferences and the teams playing in them? And I think typically about 90% of the time, the answer is yes. When you look at Iowa, Kentucky, two teams that have similar opt-out situations, similar transfer situations, similar styles in team. They're very good on defense. They're very bad on offense. They're both seven and five. They're both middle of the pack, Big Ten and SEC. That's a good measuring stick, in my opinion, of the middle of the pack, mid to like middle upper tier of the Big Ten and SEC and seeing who wins. It's a good measuring stick of that section of the two conferences. You would think just blind eye test of, oh, yeah, this is Purdue uh, versus LSU, the, the two runner-ups from the from the conferences, the runner-up of uh, the Big Ten and Purdue and the runner-up the SEC and LSU and think these are good um, measuring sticks. And this is one of the games where it's not. It's not a good measuring stick for that level of the Big Ten versus the SEC because you have such a plethora of, of opt-outs from the Purdue side. And, and I don't want to make excuses. I know SEC fans won't take them. That's totally fine. But you lose your starting quarterback. You lose your starting wide receiver, tight end, linebacker, uh, cornerback. And it's not even like they're just, oh, he's their starting quarterback. He's probably going to be a fifth-round quarterback. He's probably going to be a fifth-round pick. He's good, but whatever. No, they're losing their best players. It, it, it'd be like LSU losing um, Jane Daniels, not playing in this game. It'd be like not having uh, Malik Neighbors in this game, not like having Harold Perkins in this game, not like having Mike, Micah Baskerville in this game. So it'd be like having those key players out. It's not just random little pieces and, and parts of the pie here and there. It's your best player. So that's why I don't think it's the best measuring stick for this game. That being said, this game could get out of hand very, very quickly. Uh, I, I hate to say it, Purdue fans, this game could get out of hand very quickly. I think even if all of the players are there for Purdue, if none of those guys opted out, I still think LSU would win. I spread would be different. Obviously. I still think LSU would win. I think LSU has better athletes. I think LSU is bigger. I think they're stronger. Um, and I think LSU is trying to build something similar to what Florida State is building this year, where they say, okay, we've had a really good year by our standards the past, from the past year or two before that, we are trying to have a statement saying, okay, we did well in 2022. We've got all these pieces coming back in 2023, Jake Daniels, Boutte, all these guys. We're building towards being a national championship contender, or at least that's what they want to be building towards. We're going to make a statement. I think LSU is on that path to make a statement like that. I think they've got potentially the best, uh, probably have the best quarterback and one of the best players in the SEC returning for next year. I think they want to make a statement saying we're on track for national championship run next year. This is where that statement begins. This is where bowl, bowl in this bowl game. That's where that statement and that trajectory begins. So I could see it being within the line just because you never know what happens in bowl games. And Austin Burton, I think will have some confidence. I think David Maccabee is going to run hard. I think, you know, there's going to be peace and parts there. I hate to say it. I think LSU probably rolls in this game. I'm going to take LSU to cover. Uh, I do like the over-under in this game, 56. I'll go over because I still think Purdue can score some points, um, and I think LSU is going to score at a very high clip. Um, I, I look at 
LSU being without several key defensive linemen, I think that could help establish the run game and establish some uh, – take some pressure off for Austin Burton at quarterback, maybe make some throws here and there. And then obviously on the flip side for LSU, they already had a high-powered offense. They've got everyone there, and then you lose the two best players on defense for Purdue uh, in Jalen Graham and Corey Trice. So obviously that will open up some more plays. So I like LSU to win this game like 38 to 21. Yeah, 38-20, 38-21. So that hits the the over at about 58, 59 points, uh, over 56 points. So sorry, Purdue fans. LSU is clearly the better team here. Um, and with all the opt-outs, with all the players out, I still think it could be a good game. It could be close. You never know. Um, but I think LSU is on a trajectory to, to roll in this game. Uh, if you if you didn't already, if you haven't used this, we are partnered with Price Picks. Use the promo code TAKEOVER for 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. You can pick two to five players and over under on their projections, went up to 10 times on any entry. They've got an easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play, and entries on there they made in 60 seconds or less. Make sure you use the promo code TAKEOVER for 100% instant deposit match so that they know that we sent you. All right. For the show, again, if you haven't, go follow me on Twitter at DonnieMac98. Follow the show at Big Ten Takeover. Follow the network at Takeover Pods. Subscribe. Go hit the subscribe button right now on YouTube for updated information on all our content. For the network, for the show, I am Diamond White, and I will see you all next time. Mm-hmm.